0: Hello and welcome to the In Consultation with podcast. In these podcasts, I talk to different people to discuss their careers and their interests and to show just how diverse our profession really is. I'm Alexia Yannini, I'm a vet working as editor of Vet Report, a new site for the veterinary profession. I'm also currently doing a master's in science communication at Imperial College London. For this podcast, I sat down with Emily Collins Wingate. Emily and I went to vet school together at the University of Surrey and she now works as a farm vet at West Point Vets. Emily's also set up her own Instagram account to document her life working as a farm vet. In this podcast we talk about all things vet school, life as a new graduate and the role of social media in veterinary life and education. So I just thought if you could just start by explaining a bit about yourself and your background yeah, so my name's Emily. Um, I'm a 2020
1: uh, graduate from the University of Surrey, um, and I started work in August in 100% farm animal practice based in the southeast. Um, and it's a, a place that I went as a student, both in my rotations and kind of on EMS. So I sort of knew the company, knew the team, um, and I've been there ever since, doing, you know, anything that isn't a cat or a dog, basically.
0: That's really nice as well that you could go back to somewhere that you you know were a familiar face like people knew you you knew how the team worked.
1: Yeah it has been really nice especially I guess having been to a couple of different branches I didn't really see that much practice in places that weren't West Point Um, so I don't know how I would have fit in anywhere else but it was very nice knowing especially at the moment where we're not in the office like at least knowing who the names were of people that i was going to call to ask for help in like whatever other branch it was
0: yeah i suppose it's difficult isn't it if you then join a practice that you don't know anyone and then obviously everyone can't congregate for like meetings and and just general like socializing that makes it even harder
1: yeah i think it would have been so hard starting out somewhere new um and obviously it would have worked and you just make it work but i think i've had quite a nice entrance into it at least vaguely knowing the people. I knew a few of the clients and I'm work I'm back where I live so I know the area. The only big changes have been, you know, learning how to deal with the pandemic and learning how to be a vet. So there's enough going on really. Just two really minor things. (laughs)
0: Um and so yeah my next question was just how are you finding it being a new grad? You know, has it looked lived up to your expectations? Like how are you getting on with it?
1: Yeah, I I love the work. I absolutely love it. Um I Have never been shy about the fact that I wanted to do farm animal like from the start of uni, so I almost struggled with the other disciplines a little bit. Um, but I mean, there were loads of transferable skills and everything. Um, and I think doing so much placement, both EMS and then our final year at Surrey, being so like clinical practice, first opinion heavy, meant that I guess I had a pretty realistic expectation, like, I knew yeah it's not just emergencies all the time there's you know generic sick animals there's quite a lot of data and admin um there's still more admin than i thought there was um but i think that's probably like most jobs but i think we had quite a good expectation of what the clinical side of it would be and that's the side of things that i really love so it's really nice to finally be there
0: and i think as well you're right like doing the rotations actually in practice really did help because um although i obviously never I didn't go into to farm or even practice at all like it was really useful just to be seeing that routine stuff and seeing it again and again and really having it like ingrained in your mind so yeah I think I agree it is, it is really useful Um, and how I know you mentioned it briefly but how have you managed starting a new job and also being in a pandemic like how have you gotten with that?
1: Yeah it's been a bit weird Um, I think starting work we initially had team meetings like sat in the courtyard outside when it was fairly nice weather in August and we'd all be like spread out and then things got a little bit scarier so it got to the point where it's like don't go to the office unless you absolutely have to. Um, work-wise everything continued because you know everything on farm is either animal product like food production or animal welfare so nothing really got cancelled and sometimes when you're on farm it's you almost forget that the pandemic is a thing because you're with a like a fairly isolated group of people who don't really leave farm very much anyway. Um, So it's not necessarily affected them, Um, but then you sort of, you know, you you drive back and you're like, Oh, actually the world is a very strange place. Um, But it has been strange. The hardest thing is probably like trying to get to know your team and like kind of have team bonding. So there was a lot of like standing outside the office, two meters apart from people chatting or outside a client's, because we're obviously not going in anywhere and you're not really having cups of tea which is a bit strange because a lot of farming is so much about those relationships you build um so it'll be nice when we can finally get back to that but it was definitely a bit odd
0: yeah i bet it was and especially because i think the sort of i guess the interaction with clients as well is a massive part of it so like yeah i guess after a call like that's just if you've got time to pop in and have a cup or something to eat that's obviously like a massive thing that people just can't do um but hopefully massively when you do get to do it though I'm sure it'll uh it'll feel really worth it
1: yeah people have started being really good with, like you know after a tb test or something they'll bring out the trays of coffee and then you're like pour one into your own mug so you're still you know you're sticking to all the rules and your distance but that little bit of interaction makes such a big difference for client relationships and you not just being like the face that turns up
0: so they actually get to know you yeah I bet it's definitely massively important so kind of backtracking a little bit to you when you were at uni because obviously we went to uni together um so you were heavily involved in the student body so you were our course rep you were vice president and then a president of VetSOC. and um, so you were like massively involved and well known in the vet school what was all of that like and what did you gain from those experiences while you were at uni?
1: Yeah, it was, I don't know, where do you start? I guess like ever since, all the way through like school and college and everything, partly because of going to veterinary, you always do all the extracurriculars and all of your leadership roles and, and I've always done lots of stuff. Um, and I met Felix, who was the first president of Vetsoc on my applicant day because I was originally in the year above so I sort of was involved from the start but I think I've always sort of had the mentality that like I don't want to just like I don't want to just do the degree I want to I want to do as much else and be involved in as much else as I can and if there's something that like I think could be done or could be improved then why don't I get involved and try and do that I guess. Um, My mum sort of describes it as I get bored doing one thing and it's not like the veterinary degree is boring or not a big enough workload but I just like doing lots I suppose and it's it's given me so much I mean most of my CV apart from you know MRCVS is everything that everything else has taught me and most of my interview was the things that being involved in Vetsoc and like the RCVS accreditation and all of that taught me rather than necessarily just my degree so it's been really valuable and I've not stopped being involved in things it's just a bit different once you're graduated
0: yeah I can imagine and as well I think you're right it is so important because it's really easy to just be in like that vet bubble of oh I'm a student so I've just got to like study and and that's it whereas you I mean I often wondered how you managed to fit it all in I was like gosh that's impressive because there was no pause it was like course rep vice president for was it vice president for two years or one one year I can't remember I think one year and then I was present for two yeah and um, then you were course rep for like the first year yeah so, yeah that, I mean that that in itself is impressive because I could barely keep up with the work as it is and never mind like organizing everything in vet SOC. and so yeah um hats off yeah. to you <laughs> that was very impressive <laughs> um, I don't think that my
1: course notes were perhaps as thorough as they could have been but I think I definitely took on board everything they say in first year where they're like like 50% focus on what like systems-based, the structure. But I'm sure that I could have done more studying, but I don't, I, I don't know. I think I learned different skills and like, I think that's kind of, it set me up in different ways. It's funny. And when I used to do the, um, the talks for like the new students in the first week and I'd tell them about like, don't just be in your vet bubble. There's more to life than vet school. I'd be like, well, what I've done is spent my entire life <laughs> outside of veterinary the veterinary student society so it's just a wider vet bubble but I absolutely loved it um and yes yeah, it's, it's introduced me to loads of people within the vet school within the wider industry which was amazing as a student so I really rate it and
0: you were really good at it as well because you kept getting we kept voting you in and you did a good <laughs> job <laughs> yeah you can get rid of me <laughs> we did not want to get rid of you that was the point <laughs> and you were also involved in co-leading the farm stream at ABS congress and I just thought what was that like getting involved in an event like that?
1: Yeah, I was a bit hesitant too because it was in our final year, so we were obviously on rotations. I wasn't around that much, um, but I'd I'd never been directly involved in AVS, but I was quite good friends with the people that had the like the rep roles, um, and I think it's maybe something I would have done if I hadn't spent so much time on like Surrey VETSOC. Um, but when that kind of came to Surrey, I just I went to our team and said like I want to be involved but only if I do the farm stream, because that's like, that's what I want to do. I already had contacts and it was a bit of a mix because I was like, I am so passionate about farm. I feel like I can really bring together a good, like cohesive stream with Ben who worked with me on it. But also this is a really good opportunity for me to kind of put my face out there. as like, I'm going to be a farm new grad. I'm going to like hit you guys up for speaking at this conference and so it's a bit like I guess it's like every opportunity you, you build it for the event itself and then you also do a bit of personal development and networking and contacts but I really really enjoyed it it was quite a lot because I was commuting back from London the week that it was on because I was on placement in London um, but yeah it was brilliant really really good event and any of the like AVS fabs for students I would just recommend them so thoroughly. Mm, it sounds like a really good experience.
0: So you've also set up your successful Instagram account the new grad farm vet which you know documents your experiences of being a new grad what inspired you to set it up? I remember we got our results through um obviously all
1: at home distance from everyone and I I'd been looking at Instagram accounts um and I was like okay let's just make it and I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not because I wasn't sure if it was just a bit like cheesy um, but I was like, let's make it because I've got that hashtag, and I, there's one called the New Grad Vet, which is kind of sharing lots of people's stories. And I sort of thought, I'm going to start like as a farm vet now. Like, I know I'm, that's what I'm going to do. But I didn't necessarily know what a new grad did. Because I think we get kind of talks from careers fairs about like shadowing and when you go to stuff by yourself and then when you're going to stuff with other people. But I didn't really get how that worked. Um, So part of me just thought, well, if I don't know, then maybe other people don't. And also, I think I'd met quite a lot of students who maybe were interested in farm, but didn't feel like they maybe could because they weren't from farming. And I'm not from farming. And I'm a girl and I'm blonde. And all of these things should really go against me. But there's so many students who are actually like, think about farm and just step away from it immediately and think, no, I need to be a small animal vet, which is fine. But that wasn't for me. And I felt like maybe I could help encourage other people. We
0: need more farm vets. We need more vets. <laughs> and it's interesting as well, because it's almost like you're, I guess, a representative and like a role model of of what, you know, a farm vet can be. And so I guess breaking down them stereotypes, but also it's like an educational platform as well, because people can you know get an insight into your life and what you do and what you get up to. So could you describe to the listeners sort of what sort of things they might find on your Instagram? Yeah, so I guess I do,
1: I mean, I kind of do stories every day. So it's just like quick videos or photos of like what I'm up to, either chatting through or cases. Um, Instagram's got quite good features for doing little quizzes. Um, so you get sort of immediate like feedback if you are like a college student or a vet student or you know farmer or a vet um, which is quite nice for a bit of interaction. And then I do kind of posts as well for either big moments or sometimes cases, or if I saw a really cute sheep or a nice sunrise. And so they're kind of, I guess that's more like documenting the overall, but then my stories are just very chatty and it's literally just me telling you like what I'm up to, what's going on. Like the good, the bad and the ugly, I think there's a lot more online now about being honest and not filtered so if i have a really rubbish call or a really like horrendous situation i will talk about that which is great because you get support from online as well but equally i want to share both sides of what the job is
0: yeah and again i think that's really important isn't it because watching it as one of your followers you know having not gone into farm practice it's really an insight because I think we can almost watch it and almost be like living it through you. You know, the good, the bad, everything in between. And I really wanted to focus as well on it being sort of an educational platform because I hadn't really considered Instagram to be, you know, for education at all. It's just sort of more of a social thing. But um, you do post really good content, like going through cases. And like you said, having those quizzes and things. Did you ever sort of intend for it to be an educational thing for vets and other vet students when you set it up?
1: Yeah, initially I just set it up to kind of literally show what I was doing um, and I started getting messages from vet students or kind of A-level students about things or when you're using like vet jargon which we do a lot and I was like okay let's let's break this down and initially it was just sort of explaining what I was doing but doing that has turned into such a good reflective process for me to kind of think about what I've done break it down into a way that someone could understand who wasn't a vet or wasn't graduated um and it's so nice starting those conversations about like basic cases or literally like a clinical exam or this is what I saw what do you think could be going on here um so it's sort of morphed into a bit of an educational thing but there's also a very strong core of farm vets and I'm sure other vets I just don't follow them um on instagram who use it as a mixture of education and documenting their life
0: so it's really nice sort of merging in with those people that i would never have met otherwise how have you found it being beneficial for you setting it up Um, because obviously you mentioned support and things but did you ever consider how much it it might actually benefit you by creating it
1: i don't think i did because i like i knew a couple of vets from placement who i knew had instagram accounts um But just from, like, I started following a couple of podcasts who interview people every week, so I'd follow those people on Instagram. And then eventually you just sort of get merged in with all of the, like, big Instagram farm vets who have got thousands of followers. But it's actually such a supportive environment. It sounds ridiculous, but I don't really do that much of my own social media anymore. I spend all my time on that, like, chatting to people, and if you put up that you've had a bad day, it's not like a, you know, a catfishy sort of thing. You're not fishing for people to come and support you, but they would genuinely like voice note you and say like, what's going on? Are you okay? Let's talk about this or tell you about a really shitty time that they had as well. And it's really nice also then seeing what everyone else is up to, I suppose, because there aren't, there aren't that many vets. There aren't that many farm vets. And I don't know, like personally, that many new grads like locally because there aren't many of us but online there's this massive community of people like mostly in the UK but I chat to a couple of people abroad as well where you can see what they're up to see what sort of cases they've got see what like stage they're at um I think I probably chat to people most days it's just it's so nice
0: yeah I think that is really nice especially because you can learn from each other and with everything being online now I feel like the people that you speak to online like it doesn't matter if you've not met them in person because it that connection and it, it's weird isn't it it's a weird yeah. world that we live in where like everything's online that's so
1: true though because I, I i'll be talking about something like to my boyfriend or my mom and i'll be like oh yeah this person and they're like who is that and i was like well they're from instagram or i'll i did a, a mentoring thing online for a charity And they said, oh, the other person is this. And I was like, oh, Tom, I know him. I was like, well, I don't. I follow him on Instagram. We chat most weeks. So, like, obviously, I don't actually know these people, but I know what they do, like, day to day. We know a bit about each other's lives from chatting. We've never met, but, like, it's like this year has just made it completely okay to randomly chat to people online and start a conversation. And, yeah, it's very odd. It's a strange world. (laughs) (laughs)
0: there is that weird line isn't there where you suddenly think I've not even met that person but it kind of feels like I have yeah it feels like you know these
1: people um there are yeah there's obviously like there's weird people online and like at the start of the year when there was kind of veganuary being a really big thing and I was having some really like nice conversations with people about like what dairy is how people's like plant-based lifestyles can fit into it and then there are people just spreading hate and being horrible for no reason but like you can then talk to the other people and go like how do you deal with this and how do you make sure that your space is like a safe space where you're learning having like useful progressive conversations and not just being dragged down but there's people there who are like looking out for you as well
0: yeah I was going to ask actually what have you found most challenging by being a vet and also being a vet on Instagram there's
1: an I mean as soon as someone knows that you're a vet everyone will be like
0: hey I
1: have this dog with this or here is a photo of whatever can can you fix it and one I'm like I do farm for animals two I've been graduated like six months I really wouldn't ask me Um, but I just had it's not as bad anymore actually but I've just got this standard like really sorry like the legislation requires that you need to speak to your own vet Um, no one's going to be able to provide advice online like I hope everything's okay which is fine and then I think it's just the standard you get weird people online so I make quite good use of the block button for people that are weird um and it's just it's just a bit funny it did freak me out when I started um but I kind of spoke to other people and I was like this is weird what do you do and they're like yeah just just block and delete there's no point so it's it's like it is a public forum and people can do and say what they want but it's also like my space online and i don't want any of that so fair enough i gonna
0: get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> and so i wondered as well um what your opinion was on how veterinary education is changing because obviously a lot of the courses have been moved online students going on ems and things is obviously massively reduced and i guess a lot of people as a result of that have gone you know to platforms like yours where it's not the same as being on EMS but you know you're still going through cases you're still like using the clinical reasoning and and sort of testing their knowledge so how do you think that might end up in the future because obviously things are going to go back to normal vet students are going to go back on placement I mean they already are and how do you see that moving for the future it is but it's
1: really interesting I think much like anything we're never going to go back to the point where you know veterinary education is only what happens in vet school or on EMS I think so many people are now beyond that um and i think we'll end up with this sort of hybrid where yes it will all be what you do in vet school and there is nothing like practical EMS that can teach you that but i know from what we had when we had rotations online being able to do those like small group discussions and seminars were actually equally as good online as they were in person and it meant that you could connect with like specialists from all over the place and vets From all over the place and it didn't matter that you weren't geographically together and i imagine that element of things will stay to a degree um and then online in terms of social media i think there's just so much more out there for people to sort of expand their learning and their reading in a way that isn't like reading a journal or reading a paper um and i think more people will do like networking and that sort of education based socializing online because we're so much more used to like you said connecting online and it not being weird anymore
0: yeah I think you're definitely right and as well like going back to what you said the teaching was so good and you still got the cases and all of that case discussion obviously practical
1: side will always have to be there but there's so much that can be gained from having those conversations online and there's Quite a lot that you can still get from a case discussion whether that's like on instagram or going through it in like a small seminar you don't necessarily have to see that dog or cat or cow in the first place you'll do that on your ems
0: but you can gain a lot from it otherwise as well definitely i think i saw on one of your posts that you'd had a student with you like how how was that was that weird oh it was so weird
1: i loved it i absolutely loved having students i hope we have more um like being a student on EMS is amazing and terrifying and exhausting Um, and we've had two rotation students so far just for three weeks and it flew by but they were just so like motivated to get back out I don't think either of them particularly wanted to do farm but they just wanted to get back in practice seeing visits seeing cases which was really really nice and I was terrified having to take them because this was in I don't know it was just after Christmas so I've not been there very long I was doing things by myself but it sort of having them there made me realize that you know you I have actually progressed a lot more than I thought I had but it was also quite nice you know getting to a horrendous lambing and you know having to do what you have to do and then saying to them at the end like that's the first time I've done that and that's a bit like what veterinaries like sometimes there'll be people there that can support you and talk you through it and I rang a colleague and said this is the situation this is what I'm going to have to do can you tell me how to do this and it's nice being able to show that side to students of like vet school can't teach you everything and sometimes you just have to go with basic principles and wing it a little bit with some educated guesses it usually turns out okay but yeah I loved having students I hope we have more
0: I find that watching your Instagram stories, first of all, I learn a lot because I realize how much I forgot from Farm. Um, so I'm like watching your stories and I'm thinking, oh, I don't remember that, but that's interesting. I I would never have gone into farm, but I also really enjoy seeing what you get up to. And I think that's that's kind of the point of it, that you're just showing this really honest depiction of, of what it's like to people who, you know, people like you know, I'm I watch it and and I would think, okay. I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, mainly because I've forgotten a lot of things already. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's an educational platform, and um, you're educating me. And I swear, I forgot a lot of clinical stuff when I finished. So,
1: right, that's me with any other discipline. Like you asked me a small animal question now. Not any chance, but yeah, it is really nice, and it's nice having messages from people, like from students asking questions, and also like from farmers and members of the public being like, "Yeah, I had." Had no idea what the farm vet did apart from turned up and scanned some cows it's quite nice seeing the more like human side of it and like equally i follow a lot of farmers online because there's a really good farming community and i learned so much from them and i'm sure it's the same in any discipline but i've never met a farmer yet online or in person who if you ask them a question and show some interest they will give you the time of day and
0: it's really nice like being involved in that how are you finding being by yourself and like going to farms and things and, and interacting in that way because obviously that's something that we didn't really do as students it was always like we'd go with the vet they'd just ask all the questions and we'd listen or like half-sorn out depending on like how tired we were um, how have you found that aspect
1: yeah that's the thing I struggled with most was that, that transition from being like the vet student stood in the corner or stood a couple of paces back to having to participate in those conversations and actually be the one asking the questions um and for quite a while I just like I was going around with other people or shadowing or I just had someone else there and in that situation the farmer or client will always talk to the more senior vet because it's just it's just human nature Um, but it eventually transitioned to me doing my own calls and I had one girl at kind of work who was a couple of years graduated who was always at the end of the phone or parked down the road if I needed it so that was a very nice transition um and then the last couple of months I don't really remember it happening but now I kind of go to everything myself um I had a couple of months probably where I rang someone either on the way or on farm for everything I saw even just to be like I want to do this does that not sound crazy um which was really nice just having that telephone support um but I have a couple of like set phrases I use on farm. So everywhere I go, I'm like, so what's the story with this? And it's one of the classic, like anyone from Surrey will know the Chris Trace open questions that you use to start a consultation. Um, And that is my open question. And I've kind of, I've learned how to do farm talk and I can start to talk about the markets and the grass. And I know that straw is very expensive this year. Um, so all of that stuff I just I've gradually picked up because I think it can be a little bit scary when you're not from a farming background, but I like it. Farmers are people too. It's nice having yeah. a chat.
0: Exactly, and I was gonna ask as well how you found it coming from a background that was distinctly like not farmy at all. How was that met, and how did you sort of deal with that apprehension? Yeah, I mean no one's like you know particularly said anything.
1: Most people will say like, are you from a farm? And I started by saying, Oh, my grandparents did pigs and poultry, but that was literally before I was born. So I was sort of like, Am I just saying this? Like when you go on equine placement and they ask you if you've ride, and everyone says yes. And I rode for like six months and I always said yes. And I felt like I was saying, Oh yeah, my grandparents used to farm thirty years ago just to cover that up. I was like, Well, I don't need to do that. I just say, like, no, I'm from the countryside, but it's all I wanted to do. And that's the end of it because it doesn't matter what you've done or what your family do. If you care about someone's cows, then you should go and treat them. No one's cared. Um it's taken me a bit longer to maybe get in with all the right terminology. Um but like I read the farming press and
0: I ask people if I don't know what they're talking about. And no one really cares. And I suppose they'll respect you for that as well, won't they? Um just for being genuinely interested, having not been from a background at all. But I get what you mean about horses. I think I I was like, Have I ever gotten on a horse? Does that count as having ridden <laughs> does yeah, that literally.
1: count as riding? You you, start, you you preempt these walls that are gonna go up if you say you're not from someone's gang. I don't think that they do. I think there's a lot of stereotypes about certain industries being very closed off. And admittedly, like farming's not perfect. There's been, you know, moments where I've been like, well, you can't really say that anymore. Like that was a bit of a sexist comment, that was a bit derogatory but it's a lot better than it was sort of five years ago when I started as a student and I think if you automatically decide that those barriers exist you just make it worse for yourself.
0: Yeah that's a good point. Thanks so much for chatting to me it's been a a really nice discussion and um... yeah it's been so nice. Awesome thank you so much. If you enjoyed listening to our conversation keep an ear out for more podcasts coming up available online on our website and across Spotify and other podcast channels. You can follow Emily on Twitter and on Instagram at the New Quad Farm Vet to find out more about what she's been up to. And you can also find out more about Vet Report on our website at vetreport.net. Thanks again for listening.